0: Today's going to be a little bit different of a kind of message, and if you've been around uh, a while at the summit, we say that a lot. So, uh, But I'll explain in just a little bit, but I want to start with something, if you don't mind, I want to start with something personal, on the personal side. This is a special weekend for me and for my wife, Donna. Uh, This weekend marks Um, the 18 year mark that we have been here at the summit that I've been the pastor here. So, and it's been, it's been an incredible journey. I, I, I look at what God has done up until this point and think, man, we're just getting started. And with me being so young, I mean, I'm just, I mean, we just made, all right, we're just the future bright. I'm so excited. So to be here 18 years, I'm like, Wow. I can hardly imagine it. it's been that long already. So what a privilege and an honor it is to serve alongside of you um, to see what God does in all of our lives. Incredible. Um, speaking of my, my wife, Donna, let me take it just a, a little bit further. My, a lot of you uh, have gotten to know my wife through the years. Probably even more of you have, have not gotten to know my wife. She's not a stage person. Uh, she hates spotlight. She's not on stage. I mean. If she has to, maybe, but mm, she would rather be behind the scenes encouraging and supporting and praying, and boy, does she do that uh, in incredible ways. And, and uh, I, I love it, you know, when she's here, often she'll choose to sit in the back, and nobody really knows she's here, and I know where she is, and I can see her uh, from time to time, and to watch her pray over you as you sit here, and to watch her pray over you as you worship, and it's just an incredible incredible thing. Uh, what you may not know about my wife, some of you may know, probably most of you don't, because we're, you know, she, she doesn't like to be out front and everything, um, is that she's been dealing with a chronic illness for uh, quite a while. She received a diagnosis about 10 years or so ago um, with an autoimmune um, disease illness that she's um, been battling, and it's getting progressively kind of worse. And, and we've been to doctors, oh man, every kind of specialist you can think of. I mean, we've done conventional medicine. We've chewed on twigs. We've done everything. I mean, just the whole, the whole gamut. And um, and so it was getting to a point now her quality of life is just really not good. Uh, and, we, and we don't say a lot about it. Um, she doesn't like attention drawn to her. But at this point, we would like to share this part of our journey with you. Her quality of life is just not, not good. Uh, she doesn't feel well most of the time at this point. And we've been doing a lot of research, kind of like at our wits end. And um, found a medical clinic that specializes in the chronic condition that she has that's been unresponsive to treatment up to this point. And uh, so we've decided to give this a shot. It was all kinds of things to get accepted into this study, into this treatment program. And it's a pretty intensive thing. It's out of state. And it's one of those things you have to go to and stay for two to three weeks um, to kind of get kick-started into this uh, program. And so that's what we're gonna do. I, I tell you that for two reasons. Uh, number one, in the weeks following Easter, you're not gonna see me around much for um, two, three weeks or so, and that's that's where I am, and that's what we're doing. Now, technology is going to allow me to still be connected and, and still be a part of what's going on here, but that, you won't see me physically as much uh, during those two, well, actually, at all, during those two to three weeks, and so, but secondly, and more importantly, I ask that you would join me in prayer um, for my wife, it's very, so it sounds very selfish asking you to say this, because I'm usually the one, you know, trying to help you know, other, other people, which is an honor to do that. But as a part of our family, our church family, our, our friends, our brothers and sisters that we've been journeying with for 18 plus years now, um, I ask that you pray for my wife and that you would um, join us in that. That would be an honor if I could trust you to do that. And listen, I know there are many of you in need of prayer as well. I get it, and, and, and people are going through many challenges, and pain, and problems, and physical, and emotional, and relational. I get it, I mean, just last night, just last night I was at the hospital with one of our precious families here at the summit um, saying goodbye to a husband and a dad. I mean, it's somebody that we've served alongside for years and years and years here at the summit. And so I get it, there's pain, people are hurting, there's issues all over, and ours is just one story of many stories. But let's take a moment. I, let's just pray. Can we, could you join me and let's pray for each other? And selfishly, could you pray for my wife? It would be great. Father, we call out to you. There's a lot of pain in our world. And there's a lot of pain in our lives. And there are people suffering everywhere. There's people facing challenges everywhere. People going through stuff all over the place. And, and, and here in this room and in Oak Ridge and people watching online, I can only imagine the challenges people are facing. But Lord, we are comforted by the fact that you know it all. You see it all. You ask us to come to you. And, and in times like this, in great need, it's the only thing that makes sense. We have so many questions. We don't know why. We don't understand. We just know we're in need of you. We call out to you for those who are hurting, for those that are in pain. And selfishly, I ask that you would help my wife. Father, I greatly greatly desire her to be able to to get stronger and better. And so, Father, we depend on you. We look to you. We need you. I, I need you to show yourself strong on our behalf. And we trust you with it because that's what you've asked us to do. And that's just what makes sense. And so, for me, for us, for my wife Donna, and me, and and for all of my sisters and brothers and friends here and across wherever they're watching this from, we need you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, you're very kind. You don't need to. Thank you. Okay, so we're going to continue with a different kind of message with the time we have less. This is a vision message. And so we're gonna do a hard right turn here, try to follow along with me here. We're gonna cover a lot of ground here. But here's what I'm gonna to talk to you about in the next few minutes. As I think this is the right time for our church to talk about this. I wanna talk about something that's changed. And you may not even be aware that it's changed, but it's changed and you're a part of that change. And I wanna talk about something that needs to be clarified, a point of clarity. And then I wanna finish by talking about some things that will remain un changed and and so let's begin and i'll explain this when i put this up here it's not going to make sense right off the bat but i'll explain here's what's changed what's changed for our church is that we have gone from a church in the last two years we've gone from a church with in-person services and online uh, with online like we have in-person services and we have online kind of like on the side kind of like a dipping sauce i'll explain in a minute but we've gone from that in the last couple of years to a church that has in-person services and online. And there's a difference. I know it seems like semantics and it's what's one word and isn't that the same thing? No, it's not, and I'll explain in a minute. But before I explain it, let me tell you why that's true. Why this has changed. It's changed because of COVID, right, we know that. Surprise, 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 COVID. COVID just changed the world. We're not going back to pre-COVID, we're just not, because it changed a lot of stuff. Uh, it's kind of like 9-11, you remember those years, right? the world changed and so much changed and more changed than you and I. If you really think about it, more than we could imagine, it's far more than just your experience at the airport and taking off your shoes now too and everything else. I mean, right? It's so much bigger than that. COVID was like that. COVID has changed and experts have told us that this has been an accelerator. Crisis is an accelerator. Crisis has a way of taking things that were beginning to change and fast-forwarding them. I mean, We see this all over the place. In fact, experts tell us that starting in March of 2020, in March of 2020 and the six months that followed when the, we were in the depth of the pandemic and unsure about what was going on and unsure about what this means and unsure of what was gonna happen, and I know some of you are like, well, I knew the whole time. Okay, yeah, you knew. But the rest of the world, other than you, uh, were a little bit unsure. They said in that six months... We experienced ten years of change in six months. Ten years of change in six months. You see it, businesses saw it. Businesses that were beginning to struggle, we've seen this. You've seen you've companies and businesses that were beginning to struggle a little bit, and you're like, oh, who knows what's gonna happen? 2018, 2019. Well, who knows what's gonna happen to them? And then COVID, and instead of going in away in five years, they were gone in five months. I mean, done. Like they just didn't survive. And so it accelerated. Things. We see it in the economy, you see it in habits, um, even in fashion, down masks. Right? You see people wearing a mask now, you don't even think twice about it. You don't even think twice about it. You're just like, okay, years before before COVID, we would be like, oh, oh, they must be, you know, having chemo treatments or something like that, Im- immune compromised. Now we're just like, okay, we get it, we understand. Schools changed. 10 years of change in six months, right? Before COVID, we're beginning to experiment a little bit in the school systems with online learning and teaching, and now, boom, we're thrown into it, into the deep end of the pool, and it didn't go so well at first, and still we're trying to work out the kinks of what online learning looks like, and snow days are now gone forever. Yeah, that's what it did. COVID killed snow days, because now it's like, hey, we got three feet of snow, there's no school. We'll see you online, boys and girls. (laughs) (laughs) right? Are are you with me? It's just gone. It's so, so fast. And churches experienced it too. Before COVID, before COVID, we were a church that had in-person services with online services on the side. Meaning if you were sick at home blowing chunks, you would watch online, right? If you were on vacation, you could watch online. Uh, If you were on a business trip, you could watch online, but most everybody's goal was to be here in person, And so we had online, if you couldn't be here in person, we had online. Now, COVID happens, changes everything. In person gets shut down. And so for seven to eight months, we were 100% online in every way. And the summit, thankfully, was already in the online space. We already had that space and, and working with it. And so we, it was a kind of a smooth transition. And so our services were online. Everything was online. We, we, groups were online. You know, we connected online. All that went online. And now, on the other side of the pandemic, and I understand there's arguability of when it actually ends, if it ever will end. I, I understand. But for argument's sake, let's just say, on the other side of the pandemic now, we have these two realities. We're in like this hybrid world, in-person and online. And for a lot of people, online has become a habit, a pattern It's just kind of what they're used to now, and some people even prefer it. Yeah, some of you watching online right now, you prefer to watch online. And do you know there will be some people that are watching online right now? They're watching online right now, and there are a large group in our church who will never be back in person on a regular basis again. And there's nothing wrong. And there's nothing wrong. Why? Because that's just the world now we live. We are in person and online. We are online and in person. And both are equally important. Both are equally important. And both are equally effective in different ways. There's pros and cons to both. Those of you that in person, you're in person because you're in person and you love it in person and you're like, there's nothing like being here. You know, seeing people and singing the music and all, just nothing like being here. We got the children's ministries. It's hard to duplicate online, you know, completely. And so I agree with you, yeah, 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 there's pros and cons. But online has its own advantages, yeah. The, the reach that we can have of the church online is far greater than in person. It, that's just numbers, that's just logistics. We have, only have so many seats, we only have so much parking, we cannot reach everybody, but online opens us up to a whole vast of people that will never drive and come sit in these seats. It's, it's a pro, right, the far reach. And it's also a con to be, uh, you, you have to, you know, just juggle it all. It's mighty convenient, online is very convenient. Would you not agree? I mean, it's so convenient, some of you are sipping coffee, or PJs, or maybe you're fixing lunch and you're watching this right now. Just so, so convenient. Yeah, yeah, to drag the kids out and this kind of stuff. Uh, but again, it has a backside. The dark side to that is, if you're not careful, it can become like a, so convenient, you just kind of check out. And you just kind of click on, watch, yeah, we did that. And somebody came to me recently who hasn't been here in months and said, to be quite honest, we've just gotten kind of lazy. It's, not, every, it's not everybody's like that. Some people, you can get like that. But here's the deal. You can be lazy online and you can be lazy in person. Some of you, right, attending church, it's you come, you sit, you leave. You come, you sit, you leave. You come, you sit, you leave. Every week. As long as you don't have anything else going on, right? And, and so it, it can be kind of a, a lazy way of following Jesus. We'll talk about that in a minute. So what do we want you to do? In person and online. Online and in person. Here's what we need you to do. Engage. Engage. Engage in person, engage online. And these things should be familiar. If you've been at the summit for a while, we're going to come back to these again. Here's what we mean by engaging. If you have not publicly proclaimed your faith in Jesus through baptism, it's time to do that. In person, you haven't publicly proclaimed your faith in following Jesus through baptism. Let's do it. And if you're online, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll find some water and throw you in it. We'll find, we'll figure this sucker out. And this is kind of like a work in progress. We're figuring it out as we go. This is a new world, new hybrid world. Engage. It's time to serve. Serve in person. Let's volunteer. Let's meet each other's needs. Online, we will help you find serve opportunities. Even if you prefer to engage with us online. Groups. In person, that's self-explanatory. But do you know, virtual groups, are a great option. Some of you are like, I don't like that. You know what, personally, I kind of prefer it. Personal preference, I love virtual groups. I love Zoom and Google Hangout and all this kind of stuff. It's mighty convenient and it, it works with my schedule sometimes a little bit better. And you're gonna hear us talk more and more about virtual groups in the coming months. So just, just get prepared. We, we just want you to get in a group, whether it's in person in someone's living room or technology. Give. We're going to continue to give, and, and digital giving has just blown up, which is incredible. In fact, most of you give now through website or app, which is phenomenal. And you can invite in person, online, online, in person. Just engage. Engage. Both, because both are here to stay, at least as far as we can see. Say, so, okay, I'm ready. How do I engage? Okay, there's a QR code in the seat back pocket in front of you. You scan that, right? You've heard us say this before. Follow the prompts. Or if you're watching online, click next steps. Follow the info. And we will connect with you and help you do that. So this has changed. This has changed. We're no longer just got online on the side. It is here to stay. As far as we can see, we are in person and online, online and in person. Shifting gears. Shifting gears. I want to talk about a point of clarity. This is so very important. And all of this will come together at the end. Just hang with me. Here's the point of clarity. As a church, we often say that you can belong before you believe or become, and we believe that. We mean that. You can belong. You can belong before you believe or become. This is so very important. I am proud that this is true of our church. This is a wonderful thing. We, we are a church for the unchurched. We are a church for the dechurched. churched we're a church for those who've given up on church and for those who've never been. Heck, we even say, if you don't like church, we're the church for you. I, people come up to me all the time and say, yeah, pastor, my husband, he just hates church. I'm like, perfect. <laughs> He'll love it. <laughs> right? I mean, it was like, I don't know my neighbor. He, he just ain't a church going. So perfect. We exist for people who don't like church, what churches become, what people have always. Yeah. So, and, and you can be long. Let me Let me define and then clarify. By belonging, we mean everyone is welcome. Everyone, everyone, everyone is welcome and everyone has a place. Everyone is welcome and everyone has a place. Everyone can belong. Everyone can be a part, regardless. That's just true. Believe, what do we mean by that word? That here at the summit, we trust in Jesus. We believe Jesus is our savior. We believe Jesus is our forgiver and we trust in him alone. It's not Jesus and me, it's not Jesus and the church, it's not Jesus and trying to turn over a new leaf and be a better version of your old self, it's just Jesus, Jesus is the savior and he don't need no help, Jesus alone. We trust in Jesus. What do it mean by become? We follow Jesus, we don't just trust in Jesus as our savior, we follow Jesus. We are servants and followers and disciples of Jesus. We live in the way of Jesus. We look at the way of Jesus, we listen to the way of Jesus and that dictates everything about our lives. And you can belong before you believe or become. But here's the point of clarity, follow this. You can belong before you believe or become. But if you're not interested in believing, trusting in Jesus as your savior, and you're not interested in becoming, following Jesus in the way of Jesus, no matter what that means, then eventually you're gonna struggle with Belonging. You just will. You know why? Because we trust and follow Jesus. And here at the summit, that's what we're doing. That's where we're going. That's the direction we're moving in. We're going to trust and follow Jesus. We're going to keep trusting and keep following Jesus to the best of our ability. And if you're not interested in trusting in Jesus and following Jesus, eventually you're going to come up to a point where you've got to make a decision. Wait, this is probably not the best, best thing because everybody's going there. Everybody's going there. I want to belong. Now, here's the deal. You can belong. And not trust in Jesus for a while. And you can belong and just kind of sit and take, you know, just kind of soak it up for a while. And it's a safe place. And we want to keep that going. But eventually, because we trust and follow Jesus around here, eventually you're going to come to a point of decision where you're going to have to decide, am I going to trust Jesus or not? Am I going to follow Jesus or not? And we pray that we present this in such a way that you can't help but want to trust Jesus. And you can't help but want to follow Jesus with us. That's the point of clarity. So what do you do? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. You guys are on the ball. We want you to engage. Engage. Engage in belonging and believing and becoming. And the things at the summit, we try to keep it very simple around here because life is complicated enough, right? The last thing we need to do is come to church and be more confused. So we keep it very simple. Take your next step in belonging, believing, becoming through these things right here. And let us help you take your next step. I'm ready. Okay, great. Then scan the QR code in the seat back pocket in front of you. It's right there every week. Whenever you're ready, we're ready. Or you can have a conversation with us out in the gallery, in the lobby, after the service. If you're watching online, you click next steps. We're ready when you're ready. And we pray that you are. So that's something that's changed. And that's the point of clarity. Now let's finish our time talking about something that will remain unneeded changed something you got to come back to something we have to never lose sight of and it's easy to lose sight of in a world that's so complex and complicated when COVID and politics and war and then all your problems all the problems you have you know relationship stuff and job stuff and money stuff and children stuff and marriage stuff and all friendship stuff and the in the neighbor won't mow his yard stuff and i mean we got problems right all kinds of issues in life. So you bring all of that together, it's often easy to lose sight of the things that we need to remember are our foundation and compass and they ground us and direct us. So I wanna spend the rest of our time talking about some things that no matter what, these things are true and will not change. And as a church, we've got to come back to this time and time and time again. And as people, and especially as followers of Jesus, we have to come back to this and remember this time and time and time and time again. So before I give them to you, let me take you to the Scriptures and help you see where they come from. Let's begin. You know this, most of you. And even if you don't know it, you've probably heard it, that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes, the word believe there is trust, Put your faith in him, shall not perish, but have eternal life. And that's so much bigger than going to heaven when you die, by the way. That's a here and now kind of thing as well. This is so common. This is so familiar. This John 3, 16, that some of you saw this on the screen and your first thought was, oh, yeah, I know that. But do you? I mean, I, I, I don't doubt that most of you know about it, but do you know it? Do you really, really know experientially? Are you right, you need to come back to this. Because this never changes. I don't, I don't care what happens, I don't care what crisis, pandemic, I don't, it doesn't matter what tragedy, I don't know what happens in the world, I don't know what's coming next, something is, I'm sure. But this, unchanging. But that's not the only thing that's unchanging. Here's something else that's unchanged. Jesus said, I'm gonna build my church and all the powers of hell which means satan evil darkness will not conquer it will not stop it will not shut it down will not thwart it jesus said i'm going to build my church i came because i loved the whole world so much i'm giving my giving my life so the people will put their trust in me and to get this message out i'm going to build my church Ain't nothing gonna stop it. A pandemic won't stop it. A tragedy won't stop it. Politics won't stop it. Legislation won't stop it. Evil won't stop it. Sin won't stop it. Satan can't stop it, and Satan knows it. That's why he fights it so hard. Never changes. And then Jesus, in the building of his church, gave the church our marching orders. These things are not changing. He says, I want you to go and make disciples. Go, go and, and, and encourage people to trust and follow me. That's what a disciple is, someone who trusts and follows Jesus. Go, go. It's not, and the church often thinks it's all about y'all come, y'all come, y'all come. Well, it's great that y'all come, but the reason y'all come is because y'all go. Y'all need to get the heck out of here, right? Go, go. Go and trust and follow Jesus out there. Go and be light to the world out there. Go and share the love of Jesus out there. Listen, we are the church in here but we get to be the church out there when we go. That was the whole idea. Go, make disciples. Of all nations, I love this, I wish I could talk more about it, but just to give you real quick the word nation here, don't think geographic nation, don't think uh, with boundaries, think um, people. The word nation here is the word that we get our word ethnicity. It really is to all people groups, to every people group, go, to all people groups. That means that leaves out nobody. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. That's what following Jesus is about. And this is unchanging. Surely, I am with you always at the very end of the age. And then right before Jesus left earth and ascended to heaven, these were some of his final words. And we're talking about the stuff that's not gonna change for our church. And if you're following Jesus, for you, he you will receive power, Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. What does it mean to be Jesus' witnesses? So glad you asked. It means to tell people about me everywhere. And you start in Jerusalem. Why? Because that's where they were. That's where they were. If Jesus were talking directly to me and you in the first century, or if Jesus were here right now in 2022 and he was saying this for the first time and he was talking to us, it would sound like, okay, go tell people about me everywhere in the triad. And we would go, oh yeah. Now the rest of the world would go, what's a triad? Right, but okay, that's where they were. That's why he said, start where you are. But then we're gonna go out a little bit further in Jerusalem and then Judea, it's a little bit further out. And then Samaria, oh, that's huge. Samaria was not just a little bit further out. Samaria represented a group of people that people in Jerusalem didn't want to associate with. Samaritans and the Jews, they didn't, I mean, they didn't do summer camps together. They didn't vacation together. They didn't, I mean, on opposite sides of the stadiums. I mean, it was, they just don't. They just don't, right? And Jesus said, "I, I want you to take my good news there to the other side of the tracks socially, even then. So leave out no one. No one, everyone is welcome. And then to the ends of the earth. What, in, what includes me, this includes you, includes us. To the ends of the earth. Start locally, go globally. So what does this teach us? That there are some things that will remain unchanged. And this grounds us and founds us. First of all, God loves you. You say, well, I know that. Okay, I'm not doubting you know about that. But do you know that? Do you know that? Do you know that? Do you know you need to be loved? Do you, know, do you know you need to know how much you're loved? And that God loves you, and here's the amazing things about God's love. The amazing thing about God's love is it doesn't matter how you feel about him. He loves you just the same. God's love's not temperamental. Right? It's not fickle. Regardless of how you may or may not feel about him, he loves you. This is un. Changing. I don't know what kind of crisis is coming next. I don't know what you're going to face next. I don't know what I'm going to face next. I don't know what's going to happen to your business next. I don't know what's going to happen to your body, to your relationships, to our world. But God loves us. Jesus is proof. Here's something else that's unchanged based upon what we just read. Jesus is alive and he is at work in the world and in our lives. I don't always see it, we don't always feel it, we may not always understand it, but Jesus is alive and at work in the world around us and inside of us through his spirit, through other people, through his church, through his word. This is unchanging, you gotta come back to this. There's a lot of stuff I don't know, there's a lot of stuff and I watch the news and I'm like, I don't understand that, I don't, I don't get that, I don't, I don't understand what's going on and I can't make sense of this. And, but here's the things I do know, God loves us. Jesus is alive and is at work in the world, in our lives. And the church, the church, the big C church, is bigger than the summit, but includes the summit, is more important than ever. Because we carry the mission of Jesus, we steward the mission of Jesus, we carry the purpose of preparing the way for the kingdom of God to come to earth as Jesus said, as it is in heaven. You pray that way, you live that way, we work that way. I love this. Many years ago, I heard one of my mentors from afar say this about the local church, and I've never forgotten it. And every time I heard him say it, it just excited me. And it just, it just got me so, so passionate about the local church. And I keep coming back to it, and this is what He said, He said there's nothing like the local church when the local church is working right. There's nothing on earth like the local church when the local church is working right. Now listen, local church doesn't always work right. And I'm not saying we're perfect, and we're not always going to get it perfect, and the main reason we're not always going to get it right is because I'm your pastor. Okay? But there's nothing like the local church when the local church is working right, and we're committed We're committed to trusting and following Jesus, no matter what that means. And that's a big statement, because one day it may mean some things that we've never dreamed it would mean. We may be called to do and sacrifice things we would have never thought we would ever be called to do or sacrifice, but we trust and follow Jesus here, no matter what, we trust and follow Jesus. That's what we're called to. That's the local church's mission and there's nothing like what happens in the community when the local church is committed to that end. Just receiving and sharing the love of Jesus and loving people first, just loving them first and figuring out the details along the way. We're gonna keep coming back to this time and time and time and time again. What we do here is eternally important and everybody's invited to be a part of it. You can belong before you believe and become but our prayer is that you'll believe. You'll trust Jesus and that you'll become and that you'll follow Jesus no matter what that means. In an ever-changing world, these are the things that remain. These are the things that ground us and will stay the same. God loves you. You need to know that. Even if you're not quite sure how you feel about him. And Jesus is at work in the world and in your life whether you see it, feel it, realize it, or even like it or not in this church, and not just this church, but all churches who are committed to the mission of Jesus. There's never been a time in history when the church is more needed than right now. So what do we do? Oh God, you, I'm, you guys, you're asking great questions. This is what we do. Here at the summit, this is how we say it. Right? We go public with our faith baptism that's one of the first steps of honoring and following jesus first steps of obedience one of the first public steps of obedience is baptism and then we serve why do we serve why do we do that because jesus served he said i actually came to serve that's one of my that's my mission statement i came to serve not to be served that's what i came to do and so that's what we do because we follow jesus jesus served we serve groups why why do we get in groups because we weren't meant to do this life alone I know you may just think it's all I need is me and Jesus in the Bible. Okay, that sounds good. But you're gonna need more. You were created for more. You were created for relationships. You were created for people. Even if you're an introvert and you don't like people, you were created for people. Okay? Even if you're not a people person. All right? Even if you're a cat person. (laughs) Or a dog person. Or a parakeet person. Right? Or a single kid. You'll figure that out later. And give. Why do we give? Well, we give because it matters to us. God uses people like me and you to resource his work on earth. And there's a direct connection between how we handle our money and what happens in our heart. We've talked about this before. Jesus said, "Hmm, where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. There's a connection. That's a very big part of trusting and following Jesus. Not so that God will love us more, but because he loves us so much already. And we invite. Why do we invite people? Because it's just too dang good to keep to ourselves. And Jesus invited everybody. Jesus welcomed everybody. And so we do. We just, yeah, come one, come all. And we'll figure it out along the way. Yeah, it's going to be messy. Yeah, I don't, under- I don't understand. And I don't have all that figured out. But we're going to trust and follow Jesus. That's what we're going to do. We're going to trust Jesus. He is our Savior. And we're going to follow him. And we're going to figure out what it looks like to follow him in every area of our lives. So let's do that together. That's the end that we've been called to. That's the goal. And that will never change. Let's pray. Our Father, thank you. I needed this point of clarity. I needed this reminder from your word. There's so much changes. And we've experienced so much change and, and more change than than I, whew, I know than more than I'm comfortable with than and any of us. It just changes hard, change is challenging. Especially when it's forced on us, and so we've gone through a lot of it. Lord, help us come back to the things that ground us and found us, and give us a foundation to build our lives on. That is Your love for us, and how Jesus is at work in the world and our lives, and the local church. Ain't nothing like it when it's working right. More important than ever before. So help us engage. To belong and believe and become who you created us to be in Christ, through Christ, because of Christ. We thank you for being such a mighty, almighty, loving, phenomenal, unexplainable, personal Heavenly Father. Thank you for inviting us and including us, through Jesus. Amen.